The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Just when you thought it was all clear... Things get crazy in Cowboy Land. It's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man, Tom Ryle, and your boy, Roy White. Of course, you can find all the great content powered by our friends at SB Nation at bloggingtheboys.com. And make sure you follow all the great podcasts here available on Blogging the Boys as we bring you two, count them two, every single day. And we'll be ramping that up as we get headed towards training camp. Tom, uh, we thought it was going to be a nice, smooth sail right towards training camp as the Cowboys got ready to go. And then all of a sudden bombs away. Yeah. We should have known better. We should have known better. (laughs) Well, you aptly, I think described a scenario and painted a picture in your article that, Hey, everything just seemed a little too quiet around the Cowboys. And uh, just like two old war vets sitting around thinking, Things are a little bit too quiet. They probably are. And here we are now. Uh, of course, if you've been living under a rock over the last 24 hours, the Cowboys, Zach Martin, the all-pro guard, and one of the best values in the NFL, not just at his position, but probably at any position in the league, has told the team that he will stay away from training camp until his contract is addressed. Now, for those who don't know, Zach Martin currently making about $8 million less than the highest paid offensive guards in the league. And, of course, he feels like he's probably worth that since he's performed to that level, despite the fact that he signed a contract a few years ago. Uh, We'll get into that, Tom, but there was also some little news that broke today that I wanted to get your quick thoughts on. Uh, A wide receiver up in New York may be on the outside looking in, and he is a former Texas product, a former Baylor product. Uh, that is one Denzel Mims drafted in the second round just three seasons ago. It looks like the New York Jets are looking to part ways with him. But before they do, they're calling around and seeing what teams might be willing to offer something, if anything, before they just outright release him. But this is a guy who's had 42 catches in 32 games, Tom. Um not really very sparkling numbers, not a single touchdown to his name for his NFL career. What are your thoughts about the Cowboys' potential pursuit of the former second rounder? 
Will McClay, come on down. Tell us what you think of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be cheap. Uh, he's only got one year left on his contract. It's about $1.7 million, which, you know, the Cowboys could certainly figure out how to swing that. Do they feel like they need more behind the big three in the wide receiver room? And if so, is there something the scouts have seen that they think would make him a viable candidate? Was it the problem, the, the, the rather dismal offensive situation in New York? Uh, it is kind of you know, worth noting that they're looking to move on from him with Aaron Rodgers coming in. So they apparently don't seem to think they've got much there. So we'll have to see. I, I This is not one I think is going to happen, but it does have that kind of bargain feel to it that sometimes appeals to the Cowboys. Absolutely. And again, right, uh, the Jets kind of played their hand already. Really, this offseason, when they oversign guys in their wide receiver room, in their wide receiver room as we speak right now, they already had Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis, who they signed a season ago to a big free agent contract. They also signed Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, two of Aaron Rodgers' good friends coming over from uh, Green Bay. And lastly, they also added Nicole Hardman. So they've got a slew of wide receivers, and this is a guy that, I mean, ultimately was maybe potentially at risk of getting cut anyway. And so they're going to see if they can get anything for him. Uh, For me, that means, yes, this is another opportunity for the Cowboys to cash in, right? You trade a fifth-round pick for Stephon Gilmore. No, this isn't to that level. But if all it costs you is a conditional seventh or even a seventh or even a sixth-round pick, to be fair, I am taking that chance, Tom, because outside of the big three – Despite his extremely mediocre numbers in just three seasons, again, 42 catches, 676 yardage, just a 45% catch percentage. And having said all that, those are all better numbers than any of the guys not named Gallup, (laughs) Cook, or Lamb. So I'll take it, and I'll take my chances, given that he had Zach Wilson throwing to him for much of the time that he was in New York. So that's just a quick blurb that kind of came up over the last 24 hours, but let's get to the meat of this thing, Tom, and kind of where you stand on it, right? A lot of Cowboys fans might have a decent reason to be upset at Zach Martin, given the fact that he chose now as his time to make this move. Conversely, right? Hey, we like seeing guys get paid, and the Cowboys have money to do it. So where do you stand? Well, he chose this time to talk about it. Mm. I would bet that there were discussions between his agent and the Cowboys front office about this Mm. beforehand. As you said, he's underpaid for where he is. Uh, He's a six-time all-pro. This guy has a legitimate Hall of Fame resume. He is considered probably the best guard playing right now. Even though he's going to be 33 this season, the guy is playing at a very high level. He hasn't shown any signs of falling off. The only year he did not get a Pro Bowl invite was the year uh, in 2020 when he was injured and missed several games. And so, you know, he didn't go then. But other than that, he's been to the Pro Bowl every year. If you take that, you know, he had two 
all pro selections before that, two all pro selections since that. I mean, he has some leverage here. And it doesn't just come down to the fact that, yeah, he may be the most elite guard, if not the, one of the most elite uh, offensive linemen, period, in the NFL. He is the rock they were hoping to, to build this offensive line around to, to kind of hold everything together. Uh, now you're looking at, well, what if he holds out and you've got two tackles that we all have gone over and over again have injury concerns? How much can the Cowboys risk here? Hmm. So I'm going to agree with you to, to a degree. I don't think he has that much leverage yet because the new CBA was written to basically take this out of the equation. Now, it hasn't entirely done that like it kind of hoped that it would. But now, right, the real question begins. The rubber really meets the road here with Zach Martin when we get to the regular season and whether or not he'd be willing to sit out games to sacrifice a contract. Because truth be told, Tom, I don't want to see hardly any of Zach Martin on the field during the preseason anyway. I don't think any yeah. of us were expecting to see him. So if he's not out there in training camp, I'm not that bothered by it. And I don't think the Cowboys front office will be either, which is why I'm interested to see how they will play this, because there's a world where I could see them not necessarily playing hardball. They're going to keep things extremely civil, but I could see this being a world where they say, look, we got you on a contract, Zach, and we've got a lot of other things that need to be addressed. I'm sorry, if you're going to sit out this season and take game checks away from yourself and your family, that's your decision. But we have a contract that we've agreed upon. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be paid more. But I'm saying there's a world in which I can see the Cowboys playing their cards that way. Do you agree? Yeah. I, can, I can see the Cowboys playing that way. I just would not approve of it. I don't think it's it's – the right way to look at one of the real cornerstones of your entire plan for the season. Um, and I just, as, as a rule of thumb, I don't side with billionaire owners who have their money and their future is more than assured versus players for whom another 7 million a year for two years makes a huge difference in, in, in the future for his family. Uh, but what, but what do you say, Tom, but to the team-building aspect of it? They've got a long list of guys that are waiting in line and need to have their contracts addressed. Zach Martin's under contract, and you don't know how much longer you've got left of him anyway, but do you really want to kick that can further down the road also? Right? Yeah. I, like, I mean, from a team-building perspective, and I'm with you. I want him to get paid, right, as a fan and as a human. He deserves that for his family. Make no mistake. But from a team-building aspect, is it the best thing for the Cowboys as an organization to cave to this? If there's a chance he might come back. I think they're going to – I honestly think actually they're going to draw a line in the sand and they're going to call his bluff. 
Uh. The more I think about it, I think the Cowboys will let this play out because the other thing is, Tom, this gives other guys an opportunity to get a lot more reps in training camp and preseason. I wouldn't. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not. I don't even have a problem with that. I'm yeah. good with that. Yeah, I, I don't see any problem at all with him using this as a way to stay out of training camp, which yeah. could be a little bit of this in play. Uh, but don't forget, it always seems that when this gets down to that deadline, make deals things, which I hate about the Cowboys, Stephen Jones is the one who usually blinks. And I would not be surprised if he just they decide, you know, and and here's the thing. I think they could probably pay Martin the money and figure out a way to get the other part of our little news flash th- today uh, signed. That's Trayvon Diggs. And mm-hmm. still have enough money to be able to make an emergency signing. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's any place else they could find some more cap space if they absolutely had to, but – you know, I think they could manipulate something with Diggs so that it didn't hit too much this year and set him up for the future. Set them up for the future to have him under under contract. Um, yeah, I just it, you know, if you're just going by gut feeling, I think Martin's going to get something out of this and probably won't suit up until after they made the final cuts and he has to go out there and at least get the rust knocked off. Mm-hmm. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, I'm I'm in agreement. Like I do ultimately think when push comes to shove, Zach Martin will be on the field one way or the other come week one. Whether that's him blinking or whether that's the Cowboys blinking, I'm – my concern level is about a two on the yeah. scale of one to 10 as to whether or not Zach Martin is going to be around when it matters. And that's really all that matters in that regard. Now you also mentioned another individual that came up in the headlines today and boy, thank the NFL news gods <laughs> giving Tom and I this gift. Now, I don't know about all the other podcasts here at blogging the boys and I know they do a fantastic job of coming up with content, but man, it's great to just be able to react to the news of the day. Just and that's in your lap. Man, it is <laughs> like, okay, uh, here's the food. It's already made. Take a big bite out of it and tell me what you think. Craven Diggs, and specifically a conversation that Des Bryant had 
with mm-hmm. a buddy of mine, Kevin Gray, does a great podcast and works for the flagship Cowboy Station there at 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Des spoke to Kevin Gray and said he had spoken to Trayvon, Tom, and kind of laid out that Trayvon is none too happy with the way that the Cowboys have positioned his contract negotiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that goes back to this whole thing of that there are times I, I still get very upset with how Stephen Jones goes about his business. He always thinks he can play hardball or lowball the players and, and try to get cheap deals and usually winds up paying in the end more than he would have had to if he'd done something earlier and, and given some at the time. You know, we saw that play out with Dak Prescott, um, you know, and, you know, I was just thinking, you know, we know that, that you remember back when Ezekiel Elliott held out, that was the case where just Stephen Jones caved. <laughs> just no yeah. other way to put it. Um, and and the team paid for that for years. And, and that's what I worry about, is that these guys are just going to create another bad situation. And this constant repetition, I mean, the rest of the locker room sees this going on. And, you know, they figure, well, it's it's likely to be my turn. Now, this year I was encouraged when they signed Donald Wilson and, you know, got him back in. And I thought that was, okay, that's how you do it. You go ahead, pay the man what he's worth, get him in, get him under contract, keep uh, the, the guy I think of as the enforcer for the secondary end. That, that was good. I was hoping maybe they've learned a lesson, but, you know, now we're looking at it. I, I don't think they've learned. As I said, I think all of the other players are looking at this and going, hmm, mm-hmm. what are they going to do when it's my turn? You know, because yeah. everybody's got contracts coming up if they if they can justify them being with the team. And the Cowboys are in a position where this is the odd downside of, of killing a few drafts is that all of a sudden – you don't have one guy you got to worry about coming out of a draft class. You've got three or four mm-hmm. that you're trying to figure out who do we keep, who 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 are we going to have to let go? Because there is the reality is you can't keep every good player that you'd like to keep if you've got a bunch of good players. You have to start making strategic decisions and you know it, it just it seems to me that it would be nice to build up some goodwill amongst the players, and I just don't see the Cowboys doing much of that at all. Well, where do you start with the group of guys that then potentially needs to be addressed? Because now we add Zach Martin and Trayvon Diggs to a list of guys whose contracts potentially need to be addressed that consists of J. Ron Curse. Terrence Steele, we already mentioned, obviously, Diggs and, uh, and um, gosh, who, who was I just saying? Z- Diggs and Martin. Uh, Tyron Smith is going to be a free agent next year. Figure out what is going on with that situation. Dante Fowler and Malik Hooker and Jordan Lewis are all going to be free agents, as well as Dorrance Armstrong. So yeah. there's a slew of guys that the Cowboys probably are going to have to make do with right and that's all with the backdrop that next year next year 
CD and Micah Parsons are rubbing their hands together and going, it's time to get me a piece of that. Yeah. Uh, Parsons, well, they can buy another year with the, the fifth year option, which is, which is what's going to happen with Lamb. They're going to make, I think they're going to make the decision on him next year just because it's kind of bottlenecked on them. Well, um, would you get down the road or would you try to buy that year out to where you have a negotiation with the player and say, hey, look, you know we can place this fifth-year tag on you and kick it out that way. So let's make that what your salary was going to be that year anyway, and we'll still pay you on average amongst the top guys in the NFL, but hopefully, I don't know, make that salary a little bit more palatable on the back end, especially yeah. for a guy like Micah that you feel like could play through you know, a fresh four- or five-year deal. Yeah, it's, it is – it's just tough. I mean, this is, and, and and it to me, it's kind of like a, a nightmare situation, if you will. Uh, I just don't know how in the world they're going to, to well, no, they're going to have to, to make decisions. Uh, you know, right now, as it stands, they've, they've only got, you know, they're looking at 24 million in cap space next year. Uh, I don't know if that's projecting the uh, the projected cap forward or not. I, I haven't really looked at it, but there's going to be some people that are going to have to turn loose. I think they're just they're going to just let them go into free agency rather than turn them loose. They're just going to say, "Sorry, you know, get us a really good com compensatory pick coming back. Thank you very much for your service." Well, then let me give you a list of six and see where you think they'll be. Right. So we obviously have. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, uh, J. Ron Curse, Karen Steele, and I suppose you could add uh, Malik Hooker and Dante Fowler into that list. Is there any urgency to sign any of those guys and address their contracts? And I suppose you could throw in Martin and Diggs into that conversation as in regards to where the urgency is, right? Who needs to be addressed first in this conversation? I think that I think the the con, the perception that they're looking at Diggs first is a good decision to go. So I just I I just don't know who else I would consider a priority. For instance, Dorrance Armstrong is very good, but they have got managed to develop a real crowd in the defensive end group. They've got a lot of good players. I think Fowler is. Uh, is going to be gone. I don't think they're going to really look at bringing him back. Uh, there is a question in my mind whether Dante Fowler even manages to make the uh, the whole um, the roster. The roster, yeah. I mean, because it, it is so crowded. That's why I don't don't think they've got much urgency on Lawrence because they figured they might be able to survive without him quite well. Remember, they got Guillaume uh, Fajoko in which has bolstered that, and they, they don't have to worry about him for four years. Uh, so, yeah, I, to me right now, Diggs is kind of the priority, and the question all comes back to how does the, the Martin thing factor in? Um, and I just I, – I don't know where Martin's head is on what he would do if they don't come up with some more money for him, but I really would hope that they find a way to. Uh, or or that they find a way to make this work out so that Martin does play 
and because uh, they need him, they need him badly. If he's not on the field, this this team, I don't know what they they roll out in his place, because mm-hmm. uh, they don't have they got a lot of unknowns and untested. Let's options. go or Edoga or these these guys that uh, we don't know a whole lot about in terms of like long term answers. Um, yeah, is is Farniak got it in him? I don't know. I I would throw Terrence Steele in that mix in terms of urgency, especially now with Zach Martin wanting to, you know, play this game of a little bit of chicken with the Cowboys front office. To me, that sets a little bit of a tone of urgency of what you need to do with Terrence Steele. Like, I understand Trayvon Diggs needs to be addressed, and I understand Zach wants a little bit more money too, but if you don't address the Steele situation long-term, then – I mean, you could really be looking down the barrel next off season, and specifically in the draft, where we go, hey, like it'd be fun to take a defensive tackle again or something crazy, but we gotta go offensive line. Yeah, and I, it may be cynical of me, but I think the team is going to wait on both him and Tyron Smith to see how their health is this year, hmm. because this they, much as I hate to say it, you know that could resolve itself without them having to do anything and and that's mm. it's a terrible way to look at it i i hate when guys careers are ended that they become you know just just they aren't healthy enough to continue yet that we've seen the two the two tackles they've they need to find out um you know now what it's one of these good news, bad news things. If if both of them are healthy this year and they're sitting there figuring out what to do with them next year, uh, <laughs> that's that's the kind of problem you kind of like to have. It's just I don't know if they have solutions with all the other stuff. But it's it's a it's a it's a win now league. And to me, what all of this is telling me is the Cowboys may need to be all in this year. They may need to figure out how to make a run now because they're going to have to do a little bit of a, a, a retrenchment or rebuilding just because of the number of contracts that they can't manage to get their arms around all of them. And that's comes back to, okay, Zach, how do we make you happy enough to play? <laughs> well, there's one other offensive lineman that doesn't get talked about at all, but he's due for an extension too. Tyler Biotish is going mm-hmm. to be a free agent next season, and he's anchored the center position, albeit quietly, right, but confidently, basically since he took over for Travis Frederick. So Yeah, he's he's kind of, to me, he's one of the most underrated guys on the roster. He is. Uh, uh, a lot of people just kind of don't think about the, the job he's done, but he's quietly been – I mean, I don't know where I'd rank him, but he may be flirting with being a top 10 center in the league. Yeah, I think he's like right outside the top 10, top half of the league, certainly. But the other factor there, right, the continuity with Dak Prescott and the rest of the offensive line, I mean, as important as that is, right, communication all the way down, uh, if it – I mean, there's a world where like four new guys could be on that offensive line next season if the Cowboys – really wet the bed yeah and that's scary it is but like i said then they better get this this 
this group to get this band together and see if they can make a real run this year because I, they, they've got the potential. Uh, it's it's always nothing more than potential at this point because we don't know how the vagaries of the season are going to affect the team. But the Cowboys have one of the best rosters, I think, especially in their starters and their, their you know, a few key backups. I don't think there's many teams that can hang with them, particularly if you're going to look at the NFC, which is the path the Cowboys have they have to take. I mean, outside of the Eagles, the people are talking the Lions, and of course, then there's the 49ers, but you're maybe talking only two or three teams that are really in contention with them, uh, assuming everything kind of goes well and, and, you know, one of the teams doesn't get decimated. Uh, as the season progresses. So, yeah, it's a lot going on. Uh, you know, like <laughs> perfect you, you timing, too. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned J. Ron Curse. Uh, I think that's why they drafted Overshaw. Uh, I think they might be hoping they can mold him into a possible replacement, but that's a lot of reading the tea leaves on my part. I may not be properly evaluating that still there's just something about that that kind of makes sense in my mind so that's just kind of where i am with that well tom we won't have to speculate much longer as of this podcast release we are about a week away from oxnard and cowboys training camp kicking off there in california and we will be with you every step of the way of course with all the great coverage that we always bring you there on bloggingtheboys.com a few boots on the ground as well as some of our own will be out there to attend so if you are heading out there make sure you hit us up on social media and uh the guys that will be out there i'm sure will love to say hello yeah sure a cold one with you the next time people tune in to hear our voices training camp will have started mm. it is this is this is for me this is when football season really begins it's time to get it going uh Dak prescott and company gonna head out to california and we'll have all the news for it of course air the blogging the boys.com lots of reaction shows and clips that'll be available there on the youtube channel so make sure you subscribe to that early get in while the getting's good and of course we'll have you covered Tom and I staying here back in the D-Town to uh, keep you apprised of everything going on at the Star and in and elsewhere around the NFC. So we'll take a look into that as well. Uh, we do need to do a little bit of an NFC primer, Tom, get a look at how the other teams in the division stack up because there are two other ones, right? And one of them's got a new owner with a little bit of juice behind them. So uh, the Washington Commanders will be an interesting one to watch this season and could be a thorn in the Cowboys' side. So we'll keep you updated on all that. But for Tom, I'm Roy. You stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next Thursday when training camp begins in Oxnard. Hey.